How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for wellness-minded people and professionals who are passionate about transforming our broken healthcare system. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, and I firmly believe that most diseases can be prevented or reversed, and I'm dedicated to empowering people, millions of them, by the way, to go from diseases and dysfunction into living the healthiest life possible. So today's topic, we're going to talk about one of my favorite herbs. I'm going to put it in quotes because it's actually a fungi and it's called cordyceps. Those of you who have heard me speak before, have heard me speak about cordyceps, have heard you speak about my infatuation with cordyceps. And when you hear all the details about it, you'll realize why I think it's just such a powerful food, fungi, herb, whatever you want to call it. It's really unique in that it's kind of like a parasitic fungi. It actually grows inside the body of insects, generally caterpillars. And that's not what we find and get today because that would be super expensive, but they've learned how to cultivate it in sort of stable environments and we can grow them that way. But the originally, you know, that's how you got them. They grew in the body of caterpillars. I find them to be so valuable in that they have a lot of history of medicinal use, and they have a lot of benefits that I find my patients, my clients, and I actually need. So I'm hoping that this can become a staple in your recommendations when you're working with people, especially those folks who are exhausted, who have kidney issues, breathing problems, and want more endurance. Cordyceps have a long history of medicinal use. They've been used in Tibetan medicine. They've been used in Chinese medicine for things like fatigue and kidney disorders and respiratory ailments and athletic performance because they improve endurance. So this is why I found myself gravitating towards it as I was experimenting with medicinal mushrooms uh, probably well over a decade ago. And I just kept gravitating back to cordyceps. And then as I started researching and understanding why, I realized that I was pushing myself hard and my body needed a way to improve its endurance. In Chinese medicine, cordyceps have been an integral part of traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. And the references date way back to Chinese texts that were centuries old. Cordyceps are used to tonify the kidney and the lungs and improve the chi, the vital energy in the body and enhance overall health and and longevity. In Tibetan medicine, cordyceps are known as Himalayan gold and they've utilized for healing potential for a very long time. And they're highly regarded and sometimes considered precious pills. Well, the way that I use it and that I recommend that you incorporate it with your clients is not necessarily as pills because who needs one more pill, right? I like recommending it as food, and I'll share with you how I incorporate it. There's a lot of nutrition in the cordyceps in addition to medicinal value. There's a bunch of amino acids. There's a bunch of vitamins, including the B vitamins, which explains its role in energy and improving fatigue, especially riboflavin. 
B12 and vitamin K, which are really important. Vitamin B12 and B2 are important for methylation, right? Methylation pathways. And a lot of people who are dealing with methylation pathway defects have support with cordyceps. We also refer to them as kind of like adaptogens, although they're not in the classic sense of herbal medicine, true adaptogens. And vitamin K, which is super important as K1, as an anticoagulant, but as K2, which is helps support the ability of the body to deposit calcium in all the right places and keep it out of all the wrong places. So there's a bunch of minerals in the cordyceps as well. Minerals that are oftentimes hard for people to get in their food and, and you know, unless they eat like huge amounts, but uh, iron, zinc, and selenium. These are very commonly depleted. Selenium is important for thyroid conversion from T4 to T3. And so low levels of selenium can be contributed to thyroid conditions like low levels of T3, which is going to affect energy. Uh, iron and zinc. Iron, again, important, right, for for iron metabolism, for, for oxygen carrying throughout the blood. So that's an important one for energy. So we're, we're tying some of these uh, uses and some of these nutrients back to some of the traditional uses for cordyceps. And then zinc, which is important for everything. It's important for digestive enzymes. It's important for kidney function. It's important for so much. And then we have polysaccharides, which are really carbohydrate compounds that have uh, the ability to boost the immune system. And this is what aids in the anti-inflammatory effects of cordyceps and also in the lung support of cordyceps. There's also, we always call them bioactive compounds. They're specific compounds within an herb, or in this case, a mushroom, that are the active constituents. It doesn't mean they're the only active constituents because a lot of times we've not identified all the active constituents and we can find usefulness even if we haven't isolated for an active constituent. But we have cordycepin, which is a nucleoside and it's found in cordyceps and known for antiviral and anti-cancer properties. Adenosine, and adenosine is part of ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and that's the energy currency of the cell. So it's really important in helping cordyceps to help the body, the mitochondria, to make more energy. So some of the polysaccharides in there are immune enhancing. For example, beta-glucans. Those help to support the immune system and modulate the immune system. We also have a cordamine, which is a bioactive compound with the potential for cardiovascular benefits. It can help to lower blood pressure. It can help to improve heart health. And it can also have antiplatelet and antithrombin effects. So anticoagulant type effects and preventing the formation of clots that can lead to a cardiovascular incident. There's another one called ergosterol, which is a precursor to vitamin D. And we know how important vitamin D is to overall energy metabolism and thyroid function and gut function, etc. So this is found in cordyceps and it's definitely helpful in not just the energy metabolism and all, but calcium metabolism. So these are some of the active constituents. So let's talk about some of the ways that cordyceps supports. And I highly encourage you to really get into these. Pick a mushroom, a pick an herb that you're going to experiment with and work with the right people on and help people to support it. Use it yourself if it's appropriate. And then 
see where you can go to help support people with this. So an immune system support, uh, it enhances the immune cell, the production of various immune cells like macrophages and T cells and NK, natural killer cells. It also helps to modulate the immune system, not stimulate and not depress, but they help to regulate and balance the immune system, whichever the person needs. And then it helps to increase antibody production, right? We have antibodies that help with you know, getting rid of particular pathogens, and it helps to stimulate the production of those. And that's a critical role in bacteria and fungi and viruses and on the modulation of all of those. Let's talk about some of the energy enhancement properties of cordyceps. And this part I really love because what I love about cordyceps is it can give people energy without stimulation. If they drink coffee or eat chocolate or black tea, it's loaded with caffeine and that stimulates, but then there's always a letdown. With cordyceps, it's more of a sustained energy production. So let's talk about how it actually does that. Cordyceps improves oxygen utilization. They're shown to enhance the ability of the body to utilize oxygen during physical activity. And we know that, you know, if you don't have enough oxygen, you go into oxygen debt and you can't finish the physical activity. So this leads to improved endurance, which is one of my favorite properties of it, that you actually have the endurance to sustain and keep things going. And it helps for athletes, but also just, you know, the weekend warrior who's out there trying to, you know, get some exercise in and have the energy to, to sustain getting the exercise done. It enhances ATP. We mentioned that there's adenosine in the cordyceps and adenosine is an important part of ATP. And when we can have more ATP production in the mitochondria, that's going to give that sustained energy longer and also to keep the mitochondria functioning on a level where people don't feel exhausted by the end of the day. ATP production is huge and mitochondrial dysfunction is a very common in our society because mitochondria are very susceptible to toxicity. So we're exposed to so many toxins that when we can take some cordyceps and help to modulate that and help to support the mitochondria, it's really, really powerful. One of the things that we've noticed with cordyceps is when people take cordyceps and they've taken it right before exercise, that they have more sustained energy to complete the exercise without feeling exhausted. So if you look at, okay, how, do an exercise without cordyceps, do it again, you know, another day, obviously, because you could be tired out from doing it without, and then see, can you sustain that longer? More reps when they're doing weightlifting or longer times doing running or walking and things like that. So it increases the endurance and reduces fatigue. Also, cordyceps is considered an adaptogen. It's not what's called a true adaptogen, but it's actually considered an adaptogen that helps the body to mitigate the effects of stress, the effects of cortisol fluctuations on the body. Let's talk about some of the anti-inflammatory effects of cordyceps. We know that inflammation is at the heart of just about every disease known to mankind, right? Cardiovascular disease, lung disease, kidney disease, arthritis, autoimmune disease, etc. So anything that we can do to mitigate the effects of inflammation, there's lots of herbs that can help with this. Cordyceps is one of my favorites as well. It helps to regulate the production of pro-inflammatory cytokines like interleukin-6 and tumor necrosis factor, TNF-alpha. 
It also is important in the inhibition of nuclear factor kappa beta, NF kappa B for short, and that's a regulator of inflammation. And when we block the NF kappa B production, we get less inflammation and cordyceps has been shown to do that. So cordyceps has also been shown to inhibit inflammatory mediators and the, the effects of the inflammatory mediators to dampen dampen, dampen, low, slow down. Things like prostaglandins, leukotrienes, um, and those contribute to pain and inflammation. A lot of the arthritis medications are focused on lowering levels of prostaglandins and leukotrienes, particular COX-2 inhibitors. Immune modulation is really important. We've mentioned that already, but there's other things um, that help with the immune modulation that help to bring down inflammation. Um, and finally, in joint health, because of its anti-inflammatory effects, cordyceps can help people with inflammatory joint diseases or autoimmune diseases, right? It all helps to bring it down. A lot of inflammatory joint diseases are related to autoimmune, rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and other things. Let's look at the antioxidant effects of cordyceps. When we talk about cardiovascular health and the endothelial linings, we really want to uh, focus on antioxidants and anti-inflammatories to keep that integrity of the vascular wall. Same thing in other parts of the body. Cordyceps contain uh, some free radical scavenging compounds like superoxide dismutase, SOD, glutathione peroxidase, and catalase, which can neutralize harmful free radicals. These are the potent antioxidants in the body. A lot of times we talk about vitamin A and C and E and those being good antioxidants, but the master ones, the ones that are more potent and more global are glutathione, catalase, and superoxide dismutase. So cordyceps is really important to help with that scavenging and promoting and containing those compounds. Um, cordyceps can reduce oxidative stress. It occurs when there's an imbalance between free radicals and the body's ability to neutralize them. We know that stress leads to huge amounts of free radical production. And so that's why cordyceps is, is good for people who are under a lot of stress and have some of these inflammatory things going on. Enhances the cellular defenses, the body's natural defense mechanisms on a cellular level against pathogens that are coming in. Cordyceps can also help with protecting from DNA damage, and DNA damage is harmful, and we see that a lot with exposure to radiation, exposure to certain chemicals, right? Cordyceps can help protect. It doesn't mean that it makes it okay to be out in the middle of, you know, toxic soup of life. And we know people who sometimes work in those environments where they're exposed to lots of toxic chemicals, if they don't have that choice, cordyceps could be a great companion for them to help them to reduce and mitigate the effects of those exposures. Cordyceps also has been found to have some anti-aging properties by reducing oxidative stress. We know that people age more rapidly when they're under a lot of oxidative stress. So it can help people to maintain that youthful appearance without the use of a lot of cosmetic surgery and expensive things like that and invasive things like that. So why not do it from the inside out? It's also been shown to have some support for skin health, right? Not just the aging effects, but overall protecting against UV damage and to have that ability to protect the skin from the effects of the harmful things in our environment.
Let's look at the respiratory impact of cordyceps. There's so many great things that it does. It's known in traditional Chinese medicine as a tonic for the lung chi. So it helps with bronchodilation, dilating the bronchioles so we don't have that constriction that can lead to difficulty breathing or problems with asthma type situations. Um, it can help with people with COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, really could be a good companion to whatever else you might be doing and whatever else they might be doing to support their COPD. Um, it increases oxygen uptake, right? Cordyceps enhances the body's ability to use oxygen more effectively, which makes the lungs work a whole lot better. Cordyceps also has some mucolytic action. So somebody has a lot of mucus in their respiratory tract, whether it's the lower respiratory tract or the upper respiratory tract, um, it, it can help break down mucolytic, meaning, you know, lytic for breakdown of uh, mucus and expel it from the airways. And in combination with something like uh, NAC and acetylcysteine, which thins the mucus, Cordyceps can be a great companion for folks who are having a lot of, of mucus in their respiratory tract. Cordyceps overall is, is found to be helpful for people with lung, improving their lung capacity, their ability to take in more air and expel carbon dioxide and have more energy and oxygen circulating throughout the system. We mentioned COPD and also asthma. Cordyceps can be super helpful as an adjunct to whatever people are working with to support their chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and asthma. COPD is a pretty end state problem with the lungs. And we know that it's aggravated by sympathetic dominance and that helping people to get more into a parasympathetic state, reducing their stress and adding cordyceps to the mix might really, really help overall, because it's very uncomfortable to have COPD and not be able to even walk up steps without feeling like you're going to pass out. Um, some practitioners will use cordyceps in helping with respiratory problems, respiratory infections, things that are growing in the mucous membranes, whether they be viral, whether they be fungal, or whether they be bacteria. So let's talk about cardiovascular health. Everybody has a heart and we have to really protect that heart because the heart is subject to so much problem and it's the highest cause of death in the world, not just in the US, but in the world. So if we can have an herb that can help us with blood pressure regulation, yep, cordyceps does that. We can help with cholesterol management. I don't know that there's very specific studies that show the amount that it can go down, but cordyceps has been shown to be helpful potentially in lowering the LDLs and raising the HDLs. Antithrombolytic, right? We talked about that already. When we have thrombus, when we have blood clots in the system, we break those down. I like to use natokinase as one of the things for antithrombolytic and cordyceps in combination with that can be super, super helpful. Cordyceps has been found to help with blood sugar regulation. And we know blood sugar dysregulation is one of the leading causes of cardiovascular problems and sudden death from heart attack. It helps to improve the circulation, the movement of the blood around the system by the vasodilation, but also just overall ensuring that every tissue in the body has greater oxygen. And sub-practitioners actually use cordyceps as a preventive medicine, as a prevention for people who have maybe a family history or genetic history to help them to reduce the risk of having cardiovascular issues. So you see it's so well-rounded 
And finally, we're going to talk about brain function, cognitive function, protection of neurons. So it contains bioactive compounds that support the growth and the survival of neurons. Neurons die and they take a long time to be replenished. And there's a lot of toxins. There's a lot of neurotoxins, especially in our environment these days. So this can be super helpful to protect us against this neurotoxic environment. Uh, some studies show that cordyceps can enhance cognitive abilities, can enhance memory, can enhance learning. And if you combine cordyceps with a good night's sleep, with good B vitamins, with good digestion of an amino acid absorption, we can see tremendous benefit to cordyceps in people with neurocognitive uh, protection well, and people with neurocognitive problems. One of the things that cordyceps has been shown to do on the neuro side is to protect the neurons, to shield the neurons from damage caused by inflammation, free radicals. And this is really important and is when we think about diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And if cordyceps might be used in conjunction with other protocols to just help and balance and support the system so that we don't develop things like Alzheimer's and, and Parkinson's, just needs to be added early on and in conjunction with a low toxicity lifestyle and a balanced blood sugar approach, because we know that Alzheimer's is related to imbalance in the blood sugars. They call it type three diabetes these days. Finally, in the neurocognitive arena, cordyceps has been found to improve mood. So, you know, maybe people don't need all the mood enhancing drugs. Maybe they don't need antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. It might be worth a try to see if using cordyceps and incorporating it into the daily routine can help with this. One of the things that really excites me about cordyceps, in addition to all the other things I've already told you about, is adiponectin levels. Adiponectin is a hormone that affects appetite and the feeling of satiation with eating. It also helps to balance blood sugar. So when we can increase and improve adiponectin levels, uh, we can get really great results in terms of people who are stuck at a certain weight and can't lose that weight. It is very good for the metabolic health and for blood sugar balance as well. Uh, cordyceps has been found to suppress appetite. I haven't actually noticed that per se, although I will say that if I make myself a cup of cordyceps tea or a cordyceps cacao in the middle of the afternoon that, or right before dinner, that I am not as hungry as I would normally be, and I can actually delay my next meal much longer. So appetite suppression might be good. Not a lot of research on it, but I think more research can be done. So let's talk about dosage. Let's talk about the safety of cordyceps. I mean, certainly if somebody has an anaphylactic response to mushrooms, you want to proceed with caution. Although we're typically using cordyceps as an extract, not as the whole mushroom, which makes it more potent and it makes it easier to use. You can get a powdered extract and you can just put it in and pour hot water over it. Whereas if you use the whole mushroom, you may have to decoct depending on the size of the pieces or if it's a powder, uh, let it sit for longer before you drink it. Whereas when you get the extract, you could just use it as is. I mix cordyceps in with not just beverages, but I'll put it in with other foods. I've made little cacao energy balls with cordyceps in it. I've made ice cream 
with cordyceps in it, puddings. I just add it to things that otherwise we wouldn't think about. It has almost a cacao-like flavor. Um, so it's real easy to add. It's not super bitter, like something like ashwagandha, which is super bitter. So there's not really a standardized dose. I usually just take a teaspoon of it and add it to something that I'm doing. Or if I'm making a tea, I may do a half teaspoon to a teaspoon. If I'm making it in a recipe, it depends on the size of the recipe. I just play it by ear. You don't want to overdo it, but you know, it, it depends on how much you're making and how long of a period of time. So there's no like set amounts. You can get cordyceps, like I said, as a powder. You can get it as a powdered extract. You can also get it as a tincture and you can get it as pills. I personally like to add it as food. I like to just make it as a food or a beverage as part of our daily things and recommend that people do that. Start low. Like anything else, I'm a big fan of low and slow, right? Start with a low dose, a little pinch, a little bit more, make sure they tolerate it. And most people I've recommended it to have tolerated it really, really well and gotten really good results with it. Where do you get it? I mean, there's some good manufacturers out there. I've gotten it from Z Natural Foods. I've gotten it from micro ingredients and there's some specialty mushroom places that will do it in a much, you know, make sure it's a good manufacturer. Don't just buy it at the local Walgreens or Walmart or whatever. And without checking, without making sure that the quality is good, you want them to have third-party testing to make sure there's no other contaminants in there. And then you're good to go. I haven't seen a lot of side effects with cordyceps, uh, usually tolerated. Somebody might feel a little bit of, you know, digestive upset. If they have a tendency to dehydration, it might make their mouth feel dry. But most of that is, I haven't seen it, but this is what the literature shows. Some people might have allergies or sensitivities. So just be careful, low and slow, low and slow, low and slow. If you're somebody who uses energetic testing or muscle testing in your practice, you can certainly see if, if that works for them that way. I don't know of many interactions. I mean, certainly uh, medications that lower blood sugar or have an anticoagulant effect, it may have a compound effect on that. So just watch, right? If, if you have somebody who has, is on any kinds of medication like that, have them check with their doctor. And if they decide to go ahead and do it, just have them be checking their blood sugar, have them be checking to make sure that they don't have a negative effect. Cycling is sometimes recommended with cordyceps, as is for all herbs. So I like to do things where, you know, maybe you do it for a month on, a week off, a week on, a day off. I mean, just play it by ear just so that people don't build up a tolerance for it and it continues to have its effectiveness. That's my spiel on cordyceps. One of my favorite food nutrients, right? I wouldn't call it an herb. It's a fungi. It's a mushroom. But it's one of my favorite things to recommend to people when it's appropriate. So I would recommend that you experiment with it. Get yourself some extract powder, inexpensive. Play with it on your own. Get a feel for the taste so you can explain to people how it works. Play with it in recipes and see how uh, you like it. And then you'll be able to experience it firsthand and be able to explain to people firsthand. Cordyceps should be part of just an overall general health improvement plan, uh, an energy improvement plan, uh, adaptogenic plan in combination with things that keep the sympathetic nervous system at bay and the parasympathetic activated, right? So that we have really a good level of support and the stress levels are mitigated and in combination with other things for 
antimicrobial, for anti-inflammatory, for energy production, kidney function, lung function, you name it. So have at it, experiment with it, play with it. And I hope that you're going to start to use it as part of your lifestyle regime and that you recommend with your clients and your patients. We're here to support you to get results with your clients. We're here to help you to figure out and get to the root causes of things. We're not teaching you this for that approach, cordyceps for this and uh, ashwagandha for that. We're teaching you how to think through, understand what's really going on with people and help them to get to the root cause. If you want to go deeper with this, visit us at ionemethod.com and you'll find out about other programs and support and webinars and things like that. We also have a little course, a mini course on medicinal mushrooms that you can get. We'll put the link to that on the show notes page. And we really support you in helping people to get results. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to Reinvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com.